Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. The 11 to 1 Show. It seems a hairstyle that's all business in the front and party in the back is making a big comeback. And apparently people with this hairstyle have more fun. I don't know, I'm not convinced. More after the foundations at 11 to 1. From the 60s, the foundations build me up buttercup uh, from the 60s to the 80s, although maybe before the 80s, judging from some of the things that I'm looking up about this. People who have a mullet hairstyle, have more fun, according to a new study. Now, it's been a while since we've had a study on this show. I love a good study, particularly a nonsensical one to do with hair. Uh, So according to this UK study, it found people with a party at the back enjoy spicier food and have a better dress sense as well. You're a free spirit, a mischief maker. That's the top of the list of features for those uh, with the hair... In a mullet. Yeah. Uh, Apparently as well, uh, Rod Stewart's famous blood mop has been recognised as the best celebrity mullet of all time, just beating David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust look. Did you sport a mullet back in the day? Oh, I don't know. For some reason. Sorry now. I associate mullets with sort of grungy, greasy people. People who sort of are a bit dishevelled. I kind of just associated in that bracket. You know, even though I loved Pat Short or Pat Sharp even, Pat Sharp back in the day, I loved Pat Sharp with his mullet. I can forgive him for the mullet, but this is coming back. Lots of uh, fashionable celebs are sporting the mullet. You know, uh, we had David Bowie, obviously. Scarlett Johansson uh, was in there as well, sporting uh, the the mullet. Um, Also, there's books written completely just on the mullet Uh, one from the 2000s called the mullet hairstyle of the gods Uh, as well as that there was also mullet madness the haircut that's business up front and a party in the back and that uh, it explores the cultural significance of the mullet throughout history I kid you not interested to see what would be in that book and then um, Australia they hosted an entire festival 
Apparently, uh, people in Curry Curry, Australia, believed that the mullet originated in their town, so they have Mullet Fest that they started up in 2018 and they had all sorts of contests, even things like Junior Mullet, Best Mullet of Them All, all these kind of things for the festival. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, it's making a comeback. So people, if you did sport a mullet in the 80s, you can wear it with pride again. It's back and people who have a mullet hairstyle, apparently you're having more fun in life. There's Lewis Capaldi, hold me while you wait. Want to say happy birthday to Patsy Hines, he's in Minolte. And there's a message coming in for you from Kathleen in Crossakiel, wishing you a very happy birthday. I hope you have a lovely day. Do send those messages in, by the way, if you have anybody to shout out to on 086-1800-658. Just want to let people know that Clarehead or in a lie, they are holding a recruitment information day. It's happening Sunday, March 12th. So not this Sunday, the following one, from 2 to 4 p.m. at the station in Clarehead. Head. So um, on the day, anybody interested in volunteering with the Ornelli and Clara Head is welcome to visit the station with a view to finding out more about the roles that are involved. So they're currently looking for those with an interest in volunteering to run the shop there. Also fundraising, volunteers, drivers for the boat launch and recovery system, as well as potential shore and boat crew. OK, so that's happening on March 12th from 2 to 4 p.m. at the station in Clara Head. Are we going to have a homecoming fit for a champ? A boxing champ. A lot of talk going on uh, with Katie Taylor and her announcement last night. But I can tell you that in Drogheda, we are going to have a fantastic homecoming for our legendary boxing champion. I'll tell you all about it next. The 11 to 1 show. Are we going to have a homecoming fit for a boxing champion? Well, everything is happening with regards to Katie Taylor publicly calling on Eddie Hearn to make this 20th of May homecoming fight happen. Uh, You might have heard that she was due to fight Amanda Serrano on the date that uh, is now. I don't know what's going to happen because Amanda is um, after picking up an injury. But she, Katie, is still hoping that the fight could happen. And she has uh, called out also the undisputed light welter champion Chantel Cameron uh, for May 20th so hopefully this is going to happen but I can tell you that something that's definitely going to happen is Drogheda's own boxing legend Deirdre Gogarty is definitely coming home uh, before Katie's fight she's going to be home in May and uh, the Deirdre Gogarty Legacy Committee they are holding a very special event which is going to happen on Friday the 19th of May. Now Deirdre Gogarty okay, was Ireland's first uh, is Ireland's first female professional boxer and world champion and unfortunately as Deirdre started off her career here when it was still illegal for women to fight she had to move to the States to continue her career and as was the case you know for so long the achievements of women you know were not heard of and this is part of what the uh, Deirdre Gogarty Legacy Committee are trying to do. We're trying to educate people about this incredible trailblazer, you know, who really put Irish women's professional boxing on the map. In short, if there was no Deirdre Gogarty, there certainly would be no Katie Taylor. And uh, Katie looked up to Deirdre throughout her career still considers her very much a close friend today. So Deirdre was coming home uh, for Katie's homecoming fight which looks like it probably will still go ahead on May 20th. Um, But this fundraising event is going to be a gala night on the 19th in the Crescent Concert Hall in Drogheda. Deirdre is going to be interviewed about her life her incredible achievements and it's a great opportunity for everybody to learn more about this amazing amazing legend that's from Drogheda and we should be shouting 
written from the rooftops about this and we're hoping to have a statue erected in Deirdre's honour uh, that'll be hopefully unveiled uh, on the back of all this fundraising. It does take a lot of money to raise. So tickets are available right now through Eventbrite. If you want to check it out, eventbrite.com and if you just search for An Evening with Deirdre Gogarty, that's where you'll find it. Also, Natalie Kelly is selling tickets at the Dolls House as well on Morality Street in, in Drogheda if people want to pick them up there as well. But I urge people to consider it. Uh, it's going to be a really brilliant night and this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be able to meet Deirdre, who inspired Katie Taylor and, uh, you know, inspired pretty much a, 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 the next generation of, of female boxers to come. And she has brilliant stories about her life and uh, some amazing fights that she's taken part in throughout her career. So eventbrite.com and if you just search for An Evening with Deirdre Gogarty. Keen Duckrow, I'll be waiting. That guy is on cloud nine at the moment. He is the big TikTok star of last year, I suppose. Uh, but now he's going to get to support Ed Sheeran on his tour, which is incredible. Fantastic. Love that song. Fair play to him. Things are looking well for him for the future. Now, who wants to start the weekend? Oh, I do. I'm going to start it early. Friday Floor Filler. On 11 to 1. Yes, it is that time of the week again when Fionn goes deep into the archives to pick us up a Friday floor filler song guaranteed to get us bopping around the place after 12. And I think you've done a little different sort of thing this week, haven't you, Fionn? Hey, Sinead. Yes, for my Friday floor filler this week, I've kept it in the theme of a few interviews you've done this week. It's a classic. And for those not familiar, I've taken a song from the vault, reversed a snippet of it, and all you have to do is give us the artist and the song title. Here's the snippet in reverse. I'll give it one more spin. So if you think you know what my Friday floor filler is, text, WhatsApp or voice note into Sinead with your answers. Best Ooh, of luck. Ooh, OK, if you're paying attention this week and you're listening to a certain big interview that happened yesterday on the show, you're going to have an idea of the artist anyway. Who is the artist and also what is the name of the song? 86 658 There's Brian Adams, Summer of 69... Lots of people getting in touch with the right Friday Floor Filler song. Joanne Grendon has it. Wendy Russell has it. Uh, who is this? It's Liam. You have the band, but the next suggestion that you've just sent in, it's not that one either. Jamie has it as well. Septa Shepherd has it. Who else has it there? Patrick Smith in Cortain Kells has it as well. Keep those going. 086-1800-658. Are you watching The Last of Us? on HBO, Sky, Now TV. Oh my God, it is the best thing that's on television. I love those kind of apocalyptic dramas and this is brilliant. But I've an even bigger reason to love it now because in not one, but in two episodes, but mainly episode six, the uh, series has really normalised the conversation around menstruation and if you haven't seen it the teenage lead character Ellie is given a menstrual cup in that um 
episode and um, there's a really it sparked this whole conversation around how positive it, it, it has been portrayed on screen and also the normalisation of it as well and in another episode she finds when they go rummaging around she finds a Tampax and it's kind of like this great moment But so it's fantastic in terms of what it's doing with regards to this. I uh, decided to have a chat about this with Lisa de Young. and funny enough the last time I had Lisa on the show we were talking about the Tampax ad that was banned I mean talk about things moving on substantially since 2020. I caught up with Lisa a little earlier on she's a menstruation coach uh, just to get her views on all of this and uh, the series Last of Us we're going to bring you that chat next. The 11 to 1 show The Last of Us, the hit new TV series, is not just providing us with high drama and great entertainment, but it could just be the most thought-provoking, boundary-pushing show of the year, as fans are praising the writers for normalising menstruation. If you didn't see it, in episode 6, the teenage lead character Ellie is given a menstrual cup, and in the apocalyptic world that this series is set in, it's a rare gift indeed, and it's a great step forward in normalising the conversation around menstruation. Joining me now to discuss this is menstrual coach Lisa de Young. She's on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Lisa? Hi, Sinead. Good morning. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show because I was just remembering the last time we spoke, we were uh, we were getting on our high horse a little bit over the Tampax ad that was banned back in 2020. So things are moving on, Lisa. It's good to see this happening. Absolutely, Sinead. That's right. Yeah, it's incredible. Their menstruation has definitely been represented a lot more in the media over the last few years and menopause too. So it's really, really great. It really is. Now, I know you haven't had the pleasure of watching this series about a parasitic fungus wiping out humanity. You're missing out, Lisa, but um, no doubt the very deliberate inclusion of menstruation being conveyed in, in such a positive way to millions of people. This has to be really encouraging for somebody that's in, in your line of work particularly. Oh, absolutely, Sinead. Yeah, it's very, very encouraging. Like, like menstruation is such a normal part of so many people's lives, half the planet. So it really speaks to inclusion. And the reason why that's so good is because, like, you know, we, we both know that it's been a very shameful topic for mm. so long. And shame isn't good. And what's really exciting, actually, is that um, there's just, I think there's a lot more female writers and producers and also male writers and producers in the arts thinking about the female experience more and really including that, you know. Oh, completely. And, you know, it's something that I, I'm i a big fan of, of these apocalyptic type shows. And it's something that I've often has been in the back of my mind when I'm watching series like this going, how do the women, how do they cope in apocalyptic times? Mm. Like with nothing. And there's another scene, particularly in this as well. Like this isn't the first um, scene where it, it brings it up. There's another scene where she's, um, oh, they're tra- trawling around like an abandoned shop or an abandoned, uh, it's, it's long abandoned. And she's with a male character and uh, she finds a tampax and the joy on her face. So it's something that's kind of brought up a lot. Um, but I think, you know, it's it's the first show to sort of address it in such a way where not only is she expressing joy around it, like so there's positivity, but also she she talks about it quite openly with other characters. Mm, that's brilliant, isn't it? And that's the reality. Like, I talk to my friends about it and to have that represented in a TV show like that is so important because it is a representation of what's happening for women and people with cycles and the reality of our everyday lives. You know, like I don't just get my period once, it happens once a month, (laughs) you know, from a very young age. So to have it talked about like that, it's just, it's just wonderful. 
And, you know, in terms of, the, you know, I suppose people seeing this like this, it's one of these shows that's kind of, um, there, there's a lot of different age groups watching it. So you would have like, say, the likes of my age group and then you'd have teenagers watching it as well. I mean, how do you think that the, the normalisation of, of the periods, particularly in shows like this uh, and other popular media can, can impact on teen girls and maybe their attitudes then towards their own menstrual cycles? Yeah, no, that is really important. Like, um, I remember when I was young, you know, it was a completely different landscape. And I think one of the impacts of that, like of not like the menstrual cycle and periods were just not talked about. And so the message we learned was shame and embarrassment mm-hmm. and it's dirty and there's something wrong with you. And then the impact, the kind of the, the trickle down effect of that is women then don't feel comfortable um, talking to the doctor if there is an issue, for example, or even just as simple as like asking for a tampon or a pad or whatever. Um, you know, it's a very uncomfortable situation yeah. to be in, to not have a tampon. So it's really, really important that this is being normalized and we're removing the shame. And when we remove shame, then like a lot of healing can happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely. And I mean, I'm thinking, you know, back to even seeing the film Carrie, uh, you know, the horror film Carrie for the first time in that very opening scene, she gets her period. Now, it's used to convey the fact that uh, she's hit puberty and this telekinetic power has has kind of come to her. But (laughs) it's a horrific scene because, first of all, she's traumatized by it and the the girls that... um, witness her fear are just horrific to her. I think they say things like plug it up to her, which is horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's horrible, isn't it? I, like, it's just really, really hard. Like, I remember as well, like so many young girls, I don't know about today, but back in the day, you know, it was just this thing that, because it happens at a very young age, getting your first period, it's about 12, 13, 14. You're still a child, you know, your body's changing and it is a huge change for a young girl. And so the more we can normalize that and the more safety and comfort we can build into the narrative, um, just the better it is. It's, it's a huge mental health conversation, really, at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, it really is. And I mean, you're coming across people all the time uh, in your line of work. A lot of them might have suffered various issues regarding their menstrual cycle, you know, with, with regards to the shame that we're talking about. Uh, I mean, is there trauma involved as well for some of the people that, that you do see, Lisa? Yes, Sinead, there is. It's really sad. Like when I ask people about their first periods, the stories I hear, like they're very upsetting, you know, like not telling their parents and hiding things and feeling embarrassed and, you know, just all of that. And and young girls can get quite heavy periods Mm. for like a whole load of reasons. It's a very normal thing. It's to do with estrogen levels at a young age. And so that can be very difficult to manage as well, like with school uniforms and homework and doing sports and all that kind of thing so um yeah like it can, so so there has to be kind of like um a little bit of healing work done around that even though I do work with adults sometimes we do have to go back and revisit those experiences um and that can be very therapeutic which is a good thing yeah because they're probably carrying that month to month yeah. and it's you know it could be even on an unconscious level completely so you know your your work as a menstrual coach uh, somebody I could have done with massively yeah. back when I was 13 Lisa tell us a little bit more about the work that you do and how did you get into this line of work yeah, so I well, I myself was that one of those people who really struggled with my periods, and I ultimately ended up getting diagnosed with endometriosis. Oh, horrific! So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's a whole other story. Um, and so yeah, it's really just been a journey of learning how to take care of myself, looking at holistic options, understanding the menstrual cycle, understanding my needs, 
and how to take care of myself when I'm in pain and that kind of thing. And so that's what I help women do. I have workshops and I do one-to-ones and courses and things. And now I'm actually also, um, this is interesting since the last time we spoke, Shane, yeah. I'm, tra- I'm training like teachers and professionals. <gasps> Amazing so now, news. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so now I have, te- like, you know, it's still very early days in, in terms of that particular course, but I do have teachers going into schools now in Ireland um, teaching better quality education to girls which is oh, really exciting. Yeah. That is really exciting. I can, I, can, I can sense the excitement from you. That That is brilliant. And, you know, do, do you also see, because as you mentioned there, menopause has been something that's been very much vocalised in the media in the last uh, couple of years as well. Do you see clients who are struggling and, and trying to get to terms with the, the symptoms of menopause as well, Lisa? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to see less of them because um, I haven't been there myself and I think women like to work with people who have experienced that kind mm-hmm. of life change, you know, so... I'm in my 30s, but um, no, but I do. I'm, I'm able to help people with their hormones and their nervous system. So that's what I would help them with is the symptoms around that, yeah. Fantastic. And if people want to reach out or get in touch, and as you mentioned there, it's not, you know, it's teenagers, it's adults, it's it's people that are experiencing menstruation. So it's kind of, it's anybody that falls into that. So how can they uh, reach out and get in touch with you? Yeah, I have a website. So it's lisadeyoungcoaching.com. And I also have a podcast, Sinead, now oh, as well. So, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> so uh, that's called From Pain to Power. Oh, lovely. And is that every weekly, sir? How often is that dropping? That's, yeah, that's weekly on Mondays. Fantastic. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time. And it's fantastic that we're talking about this on such a positive note with regards to the normalisation of the conversation uh, around menstruation. Hopefully it will long continue. I think so, Sinead. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Lisa de Young Coaching.com. So you can spell her second name. It's J O N G. Okay. So Lisa, then D E J O N G Coaching.com if you want more information. Stay with us. We have people struggling on 086 1800 658 with Fionn's Friday Floor Filler. I'll have another clue for you next. The 11 to 1 show. Liam is going through every single song, I nearly said the artist, uh, by this particular band and determination to get Fionn's Friday Floor Filler song. Would you like to hear the song again in reverse? And he did give you a clue. He did say that it was connected to an interview that I did earlier on this week with somebody massive. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Here is the snippet again in reverse. It's on the tip of your tongue, Liam. You have it. I know you have it. Keep them guessing. 86 658 how do I live on LMFM's 11 to 1? Flamin' Eamon has been on. Thank you so much, Eamon. He says that the English fighter Chantelle Cameron has responded. So I've Googled to make sure, not that I date you, Eamon, and she has indeed accepted Katie Taylor's challenge. So... We have to just watch this space and see is it actually going to happen on May 20th. But thank you so much for alerting me to that, Eamon. Now it's time to go back in time. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 And the King is popping up today. On this day in 1955, Elvis Presley made his first TV appearance on a broadca- broadcast of radio show Louisiana 
Indiana Hayride back in 1955. And today is National Day of Unplugging. I know, I know, I'm going to be really struggling with this day. It is about being, you know, unplugged from smartphones, tablets, Wi-Fi access, that sort of stuff. It was created by Reboot, a non-profit organisation. And the idea is to challenge people to keep their electronic devices unplugged and unused for 24 hours. Give yourself a breather. Spend time relaxing with family, friends or alone. Easier said than done, though. Don't know if I could do 24 hours, but you could definitely give it a little try. National Unplugging Day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Little things sticking with our boxing team. Uh, Real reviews. Niall O'Brien is going to be reviewing the latest Creed movie. And we will have Fionn's Friday Floor Filler song. Liam, you're still not right. (laughs) Keep going. 086 1800 658. The 11 to 1 show. The final season of this highly anticipated HBO drama is weeks away from release, but another teaser trailer has been dropped. More details on the way. Wham! you got to say it like that. Wham! I'm your man on LMFM's 11 to 1. Want to let you know some money was found on the corner of Fair Street in Drogheda beside the punt bar this morning. So the money was handed in to 47 Fair Street. If anyone is missing that money, that is where it is. So it was found on the corner of Fair Street beside the punt bar handed in to 47 Fair Street. So if you've missed money in the Drogheda area, it, it is safe and sound. And there's honest people in the world Thanks be to God. Now it's time to check in with celeb news, but don't worry, Friday Floor Fillers, if you missed Fionn's Friday Floor Fillers song and his snippet earlier on, oh look, I'm feeling generous. Here it is, okay? Here is the snippet. I need you to guess very quickly the artist and the name of the song. Here it is. Last chance, 86 658 The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Jonathan Majors goes head on with Michael B. Jordan in Creed 3, which is in cinemas now. Jonathan tells us about getting in shape as a boxer. I mean, there's being fit and then there's being boxing fit and then there's being boxing movie fit, you know. And so I had I had to go, uh, I was a fit, you know. And so I had two, I had a few stages to get to, uh, to get to boxing, boxing movie fit, and then um, of course the choreography, which is a whole nother, uh, no pun intended, dance. You know, you've got to learn that, and then you've got to marry the choreography, you know, to our character, to Damien, and then make him allow him to do that with Adonis. So yeah, it was extremely. Um, A new Stranger Things play is coming to the West End at the end of the year. The show, which is called Stranger Things The First Shadow, is set more than 20 years before the events of the series and will follow Jim Hopper, Bomb Duby and Henry Creel when they were younger. Tan France has said he doesn't know if people in America are flirting with him or if they just recognise him off the TV. Here he is explaining it. You guys do something really weird here. You're too cool for school, which is sometimes really nice. And so they'll kind of, it, there's this thing where they'll kind of look over and they'll smile and they'll move their hair as they're walking towards you. So it's kind of like they're flirting with you. I'm like, 
Are you? Bro, do you know me from TV? <laughs> That's the buzz. I'm Crossy. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, let's start the weekend, shall we? Friday floor filler. On 11 to 1. Thanks be to God, Liam Kerr has it. He has it. <laughs> He's just gone through the whole back catalogue. I love it. Thank you, Liam. Uh, also, Irene has it in our D. Who else has it? Pat Farrell in Knobber. He has it. He has a question mark at the end. Be confident, Pat. You have it. Well done. Uh, also, who do we have on text? We have, well, Paul and Slane, you have the artist, but not the actual song. Thomas says he has the artist, uh, he's guessing, but yeah, it is, you're right with the the first one, okay? You're right with the first one, Thomas. Also, uh, Dolly has it as well. Uh, We mentioned Wendy as well, she has it. What is it? What is it? Well, we did give you a massive clue. It was an artist that I had an interview with on yesterday's show. It's none other. Duran Duran, hungry like the wolf. What a Friday floor filler song to get us in the mood for the weekend. Duran Duran, Hungry Like the Wolf. If you missed the interview with bass player of Duran Duran, John Taylor, you can catch it on lmfm.ie. Now, this guy has a good, healthy appetite for movies. We're talking to Niall O'Brien in Real Reviews next. LMFM's Real Reviews, sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas. Enjoy a ticket to every movie with My OmniPass. For more information, log on to omniplex.ie forward slash join and enjoy the greatest blockbusters all the time at Omniplex, Deluxe, Strahada, Dundalk and Balbriggan. It's Friday, we are talking movies. Niall O'Brien is on the line. How are you getting on, Niall? I'm doing very good. Usually I'm hungry like the wolf for films, but of a Friday, my belly is full of films. So I'll tell you all about what's in my belly. Oh, very good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Before that, uh, you do have your regular competition, which we love every week. That's right. It's our regular segment, Who's That Talking Now? Identify the voice of the mystery actor or filmmaker. You can win a pair of tickets to the Omniplex Cinema for the film of your choice. Yes, and there are some brilliant ones out right now. You can check them out at locations, Omniplex Deluxe Venue in Drogheda, Omniplex in Dock or Omniplex in Balbriggan. And for full showtimes and booking, you can check out omniplex.ie. And we have a voice. I haven't listened to the voice. Okay. I haven't had my now, sneaky listen. Now, one thing I will say, it's always somebody connected usually in one of the films we're talking about. Okay. This person is not in okay. one of the films we're talking about today. <laughs> but he is very much connected to the franchise and it's very easy. People are going to get it straight. Okay, I even think I know just before we yeah. even play this. Yeah, okay. So who is this talking now, please? 86 658 Yes, they needed 250 people. Basically 50 to stand behind the wedding cake. You don't even see me. And I was turned down. Oh, come on. It's so easy. Yeah. He's a That's legend. It. Apparently, he, he was in, yeah, he's a legend. And apparently, he was up for a, a, a bit part in The Godfather and he got turned down. He didn't look Italian enough. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't uh, turned down an impression. No impressions of this guy, no? No, oh, I don't okay. think so. You've no, got to up your repertoire so. there. Uh, okay, yeah. so we're moving straight into a boxing movie. We've kind of had a boxing theme on the show this week. or Today we're talking about Katie Taylor and the fight and everything else. So this is coming out right on time. It's Creed 3. That's right. The ninth installment in the Rocky-verse. Is that a thing? That oh yeah, make that a thing. Yeah. Let's make that a yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. 
And it's the third one centering on the late Apollo Creed's illegitimate son, Adonis, played by Michael B. Jordan in 2015's Creed, 2018's Creed 2. And in this film, he also takes up directing reins. Uh, and this is the first entry not to include an appearance by the man who started it all, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, now, there's a bit of behind-the-scenes controversy about mm-hmm. why he might not be in this film. You can look it up yourself online. In 1976, he was desperate to get Rocky made. He wrote the screenplay himself. He obviously wrote him wrote it for himself. He sold off the rights to a producer. And let's just say, mm-hmm. since then, he's kind of just been an actor in the franchise. And it's gone on to be a multi-billion dollar franchise, you know. So I'm not going to get too much into, you know, how much sympathy we should have for a millionaire actor whose name and shoes might be too tight. But I do think that, you know, (laughs) he created it and it is his legacy. When we think of Rocky, we think of Creed, we think of Sylvester Stallone. We do. But even, even without Rocky, I will say, this is very much a Rocky movie. So we have a heavyweight champion, who has achieved all that he thought that he wanted. He retires to spend more time with his wife and child. He faces unexpected turmoil and tragedy and a ghost from his past. And he ends up back in the ring for one last big fight. In this case, the ghost from Adonis's Creed past is his former childhood best friend, Damian Anderson, played by Jonathan Majors, who we talked about recently in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah. And um, Damien was a rising boxing talent with his sights set on dominating the sport, but then he was sent to prison for 18 years. Now he's a free man. He thinks he still has what it takes to become uh, a heavyweight champ. He seeks out his old friend Adonis and plays on his former friend's guilt to kind of help him get a title shot, uh, even though... Uh, he hasn't really fought anybody outside of the prison yard in two decades. So we have a little clip here of the two friends meeting for the first time after 18 years. Okay, here it is. Can I help you? Let me get an autograph. No, nah, I ain't signing the autographs, but you get off my car. Oh, holy. You don't remember me, huh? Come a long way from bumming rides from your mom. Damn. Boy, you had you had you had me. <laughs> Damien. Yeah, just got back to the hood, stopped by the old gym, but uh Yeah, we upgraded a couple years ago. Huh? See. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's it's a fairly you can see where this is headed. Do you mm. know what I mean? Adonis feels that he's got a bit of guilt to carry for Damien's misfortunes. Damien holds a grudge against Adonis that he never reached out to help him while he was in prison, or not even to kind of come and say hello. And um, he, he it's, it's all about setting up this kind of grudge match, literally, I suppose. Um, this works really because these characters are so real and played by two fantastic actors. Like, I can't stress how good Jonathan Majors is in this role. And Michael B. Jordan, who's Really, I think this is his first directing gig. He is very. Oh, he's directing assured. as well, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, and and he's used. He's a huge fan of anime, and he has been kind of vocal in interviews that he's used kind of the things that he loves about anime to really make the the fight scenes come alive in a way that maybe we've not seen before. You know, um, and. But I, I I think like Jonathan Majors, it's only a matter of time before he gets an Oscar for something because he's fantastic in everything. In this, he's ferocious, ferocious. He's like a he's like a 
like he's this guy's old friend who kind of turns up and like he plays on every little thing to manipulate him into mm. getting what he wants to getting this 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 fight with him but he's like a a, a carnivorous carniv- carnivorous velociraptor stalking <laughs> its prey in this you know and he's just magnetic you know um and look i think michael b jordan i think uh does a fantastic job first time out directing does an amazing job directing this film so i don't know i don't know if like i mean there were six rocky movies i don't know if there's going to be six creed movies or not um but i will be watching what uh what michael b jordan directs in the future because i think he's got a really assured hand you know what i mean fantastic okay so creed three getting a massive thumbs up from you now moving to streaming now i have heard the title of this but i don't know anything about it daisy jones and the six it's on amazon prime that's right yes just streaming today so this is produced by reese witherspoon and this is streaming on amazon prime as you say uh it's based on a best-selling novel by taylor jed Jenkins read and it tells the story of the rise and chaotic chaotic fall of a 1970s band they're fictional but essentially it's Fleetwood Mac okay (laughs) (laughs) and it's essentially the turbulent relationship between Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham now I've only seen the first two episodes of this but you can tell like that's that's the inspiration for it yeah so as we start in the first episode it's in the 90s and the members of the band who had a best-selling album and a sellout tour and then the band suddenly imploded and just broke up and they're being interviewed for a documentary 20 years later and um it's it kind of jumps back and forth about what happened if if you like so this is a band where four childhood friends in pittsburgh they form a band in the hope of escaping their hometown they bring in uh, another member karen circo um from another band they make it to la they're on the brink of making it big when the lead singer billy's addictions overcome him he has to go into rehab and when he gets out their manager puts them with his new big discovery, Daisy Jones, played by Riley Keough, who is Elvis Presley's Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she is the charismatic, beautiful singer-songwriter with a fiery spirit and a feminist awareness. And they butt heads straight away. (laughs) So you can see, we have a little clip here of them butting heads straight away, but you can also tell that there's a fiery chemistry between them. Okay, here it is. Can I ask you a question? What do you think the song's about? What do I think the song is about? What the song yeah, what that is I wrote? Song what do I think the song that I wrote is about? It's about starting a new life, okay. Daisy. It's about redemption. Redemption from, from what? From letting people down. So guilt. It's about guilt. No, it's not about guilt. I'm it's sorry. I'm not trying to pry or anything. I'm just trying to, you know, get us on the same page and understand the story better so that I can help, which is, I think that's why I'm here. I'm assuming it's about you. Okay, so you let somebody down, right? And now you're you're saying, you know, everything's fine. Look at us now. Everything's in the past. It, nothing. Yeah, it what's wrong with that? I don't believe it. And it doesn't sound honest. And it sounds simple. And I don't know you very well. You don't seem simple to me. Oh, thank you. Ooh, that's the guy, isn't it? Uh, Finnick from The Hunger Games. Is that it? I'm I, I'm I'm terrible. I haven't. Yeah, seen Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Sam Sam Claffin. Yes, that's who he is. So yeah, he's, he's a very good actor. Yeah, uh, I've seen him in uh, Last Night in Soho, which he was very good in, um, and he's very good in this. As is Roddy Keough, and it kind of I think the best thing about it is their performances. Um, right, it's ten episodes long. I've watched the first two. Okay, 
10, 10 seems a lot okay. to, for me. <laughs> Do right. you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I might, I might, I probably will stick with it. The other thing is I would be more interested in a Fleetwood Mac film about Fleetwood Mac, you know what okay. I mean? But I don't know if you can make that until, like, I've talked a lot about music biopics mm. where there's too much uh, influence from the people that it's about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you want the warts and all, then maybe you have to make it a a, a completely fictional band, uh, which they have here. Um, but you lose some of that dynamism by going, okay, yeah, like it's, it is Fleetwood Mac, but it's not Fleetwood Mac. It's yeah. a little bit like getting a bootleg t-shirt and you're kind of going, that's eh, not really exactly what I want. <laughs> well, do you but, know, um, I, I loved, now I know it's not about a, a real uh, band or anything, but I loved the series Nashville uh, from okay, years ago. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not into country music, but the drama right. behind that was, was brilliant. Good. And this kind of reminds me something similar to Nashville a little bit in terms of okay. the, the drama vibe about it. Yeah. Right. Well, what it reminded me of, which is it's never good when it's reminded you reminding you of something that you really, really like, was Almost Famous. And I was oh, kind of going, okay. oh, maybe I should watch Almost Famous. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, it's still worth a look. It's yep. interesting, you know, and um, I, be- I believe the book is fantastic. I think it's probably 10 episodes because the book is quite it's quite a big tome. Mm-hmm. I've not read it. But uh, yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, it's, it's worth a watch. It worth like, a watch. Yeah, yeah. 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 Daisy Jones and the Six. So TV movies for the weekend starting off tonight. TG Cahar at nine thirty p.m. I think we've we've they're recycling their westerns. I think we've spoken about <laughs> this before. Well, we have, <laughs> but I I think we spoke about it because we were talking about Rio Bravo, and this is one of the rare uh, instances of a director and star <clears throat> revisiting their material but just changing things around a little bit so this is from 1966 um it's about a a ruthless cattle baron who uh, hires a load of thugs to get a family out of the out of the territory so he can take their land and in this film robert mitchum plays the town sheriff and he's a drunk but his friend gunfighter cole thornton played by john wayne he learns about what's happening he comes back to el dorado with his other friend uh, James Can and he helps them uh, cl- clean up and make a stand against the bullies. It's it's good. Yeah, I think Rio Bravo's probably a better film. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you if you want fancy a western tonight, TG Carr El Dorado. Uh, so moving on to Saturday, Channel Four. Nine o'clock, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood from 2019. Leonardo DiCaprio plays actor Rick Dalton, gained fame and fortune in the 1950s in a television western called Bounty Law. But now he's struggling to find his place in a changing Hollywood. He spends most of of his time palling around and drinking with Cliff Booth, played by Brad Pitt. And let's face it, we all would, wouldn't we? Yeah, of course we would. And I love that they do this in real life. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, and he also happens to live next door to Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate uh, and things happen but yes. I think it's fantastic I think it's one of Tarantino's best Okay that's and weird that you say that because I would not say it's a, one of his best but I know you have a really? kind of a fraught relationship no, I, with Tarantino I, I do have a fraught relationship with him but I think it's it's I, I really enjoyed it when I saw it. Like it, it's a he really captures that seventies Hollywood. He does. Well, you see, that's the old school you love in that. Yeah. You see, yeah, yeah. Uh, BBC Two on Sunday. Yes, at eleven fifty, Clemency from twenty nineteen as well. The great Alfred Woodard plays Bernadine Williams. She's a prison warden in a maximum security prison who prides herself on treating her inmates with dignity as they move through from incarceration either to freedom or to death if they end up on death row. She ends up striking up a bond with one of the death row inmates, Anthony Woods, and 
basically it's kind of about their relationship it's a fantastic performance she should have been up for an Oscar for this and I never hear anybody talk about it I've so. never seen it so I'm definitely right. going to check that out yeah absolutely fantastic now before we reveal our very obvious uh, mystery voice we have a podcast Niall and we never use this platform on the radio to talk about our platform no, we don't. our podcast yeah, yeah. and shamelessly plug it <laughs> yes that's right so let's do some shameless plugging now because our shameless podcast plugging. The Real Take is back. It's back. The first episode dropped this week and it's all about Steven Spielberg. Like, and it's, it's, we, I think we, we focus really well on some of his lesser known films. Yes. And uh, if you're looking for a bit more banter with me and Niall and our friend Ross, then this is the show for you. Even if Absolutely. you don't like films, just listen. It's great crack. <laughs> uh, the Real Take, it is out now on all platforms. Uh, now, uh, we do reveal our mystery voice. They're all getting floods of messages getting it in here today. That's right. Yes, it, it is, of course, uh, Sylvester Stallone. I'm really sorry that he's, you know, that he's not in a good place with the Rocky franchise. Yeah, because it is what we'll remember him for, I think. Yeah, it really is. Well, Niall, thank you as always for Jam Packed Real Reviews. We'll chat to you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks a million. Niall there. You can catch Niall, uh, as we say, on the Real Take podcast as well with myself. But also we do podcast this uh, film review as well. So on LMFM.ie. <laughs> The 11 to 1 show. Hi, Catherine here from Catherine Fee and Coastal Solicitors. If you're fit. Dermot Kennedy, kiss me. I've just been handed a cup of coffee and I'm going to just say the contents of the shop down the road from Maggie McGuire, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday to you, Maggie. Thank you for all of the treats you've just landed in here on top of me. Do want to let you know, Drada and District Chamber are holding a free online event this coming Tuesday, March the 7th. That's from 9.30 to 10.45am entitled What HR and Employment Law Updates Should Businesses Prepare For This Year? Very important. So industry experts are going to be there. Michelle McDonough and senior HR expert Katie Ridge from Adair Human Resource Management. They're going to discuss upcoming changes around probation periods, work patterns flexible and remote working your leave entitlements as well and lots more so lots of details that employers and businesses should know about for more details on this check out drawthechamber.ie also Brenda you can email her brenda at drawthechamber.ie and that's happening next Tuesday March the 7th LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online check out the latest Northeast news sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie A Lynch Construction require a part-time office administrator for three to four days per week in the Meath area please apply with your CV to lisa at alynchconstruction.ie Sheen and Transport require a HGV driver for Cavan slash Meath area. Please submit your interest to Sheen and Transport 22 at gmail.com. McGee Farm Machinery Limited have a vacancy for an apprentice agricultural mechanic that's in the Lathe area. You can apply by email info at mcgeefarmmachinery.ie. They are also looking for a qualified agricultural mechanic and you can use the same email info at mcgeefarmmachinery.ie. And Qualitas Electronics, a leading electronic manufacturing company based in Delique Business Park, are looking for an experienced hand solderer. Full and part, full-time and part-time positions available. Please send your CV to hello at qualitaselectronics.ie. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section, lmfm.ie. 
LMFM Job Search. Leanne Rhymes can't fight the moonlight. Now, the last ever season, season four of this hit series, it's not out till March 26th, but there have been a little teaser trailer dropping. We're going to bring you all the details of that next. The 11 to 1 show. He's back. Logan Roy is back and fans of Succession, they're chomping at the bit. They're chomping at the bit to get more of this highly anticipated series. This is the fourth and final series. It's going to be dropping on March 26th, but there is a little teaser trailer for you. Now, sorry, this is going to have a little few spoiler alerts for people that haven't seen this, right? But it's following the dysfunctional Roy family as they fight for control over a media empire and it's uh, coming out on March 26th. So this picks up after the Roy siblings failed coup and their father's proposal to sell his global media conglomerate. Uh, Waystar Roy te- Royco to tech mogul Lucas Matson. He's played by Alex Ga- Alexander Skazgard. Love him. Fantastic actor. The trailer uh, it, you'll kind of see or you'll hear here, it kind of is him sort of trying to kind of grow his power with the continued help of Shiv's husband. Okay, so here's a little bit of a teaser for you. Succession. Trailer 4. Why does everyone ask how I'm feeling? I got done a huge deal. I got the election. I got ATM. I got plenty on my plate. He's on the floor, Tom. Explain me what he's doing. He's moseying, terrifyingly moseying. It's like if Santa Claus was a hitman. We were cut out behind our backs. But there's a shape for things for us. We partner up with Sandy and Stewie, with Pierce. Death wrestling ogres. Excited to get into this knife fight? Let's blow it up. I'm not authorized to let you take off. It's that. You know, in Buddhism, sometimes your greatest tormentor can also be your most perceptive teacher. Mm -hmm. Hey, Buddha, nice Tom Ford's. Oh, it looks really, really good. Uh, The full trailer is online if you want to get a bit more of a feel for it. But Succession, coming March 26th. Damien Rice with Cannonball on LMFM's 11 to 1. Um, I want to remind people that uh, there's a great event happening for young people. It's happening tomorrow night in Drihid Arts Centre and this is all part of Drihid's Young People's Programme where they've invited TYs from schools around the, the area here to come on board, get involved in the programme and come up with their own event with the help of facilitators. So they've called it The New Sound and uh, it's also to give young aspiring musicians an opportunity to grow and gain confidence as well as have, have fun with this. So it's happening uh, in Drihid tomorrow. It's only a fiver. It's only a fiver in and all the details are on drihid.com. want to say a congratulations to Hazel Farrell in Nobber. You are going along to the cinema. Maybe to see Creed. Who knows? It was, of course, Sylvester Stallone, our mystery voice. And that's with thanks to Omniplex. You can find out all of the details on the showtimes of all those movies, omniplex.ie. So well done to you. Don't worry. We'll have another mystery voice competition for you next week on the show with Real Reviews with Niall O'Brien. That is our lot on the show for today and for this week. Thank you so much for your company. Particular thanks to a lovely texter that has sent in a really nice message about the show. Thank you so much. You know who you are. Really appreciate that. Have a great weekend. We'll chat to you Monday.
the 11 to 1 show.